I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. The best business is repeat business. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas, brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more. And all of this with no willpower required. All you have to do is follow these new approaches that I'm going to give you about performing, consistency and discipline. You're going to learn to trust yourself, perform at a high level, build that reputation, and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. And of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then you're going to stick around the program even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network, so that you can connect with other people, so that you can trade for services, so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com.
You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and mentalities all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to generate repeat business if you are in the thought leadership space. So this is for the authors out there, the speakers, the coaches, anyone who sells your intellectual property, the consultants. This is damn near anybody you sell knowledge. Now, your knowledge is part of what you sell. What I'm going to give you here today is a framework for generating repeat business, or in other words, how to get paid over and over again for the same handful of skill sets and deliverables. And before I get into that, let me remind everybody in the audience that I send out a daily motivation text message. You got this show right here, but I also send out a text message every morning to everyone in my text community. I want all of you to receive this. There's a message guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point throughout the day. I call it the daily motivation text. I mean, it, it should be self-explanatory to you. All you got to do is to receive that text, text me at this number, 305-384-6894. Send me a text at that number right now. You'll be getting a daily motivation every single morning, Eastern time, straight to your phone, free of charge, straight from me. And you can even reply to any of those texts and you will be replying directly to me and I will respond to you. Ask one of your friends who's already getting it. They'll tell you. So this topic here today, how to generate repeat business when you're in the thought leadership space, the best business, any professional will tell you this. They don't have to be a thought leader, but any professional will concur what I'm about to tell you. The best business is repeat business. I don't care if you own a dry cleaning shop, if you own a local donut shop, you have a restaurant, if you are a money manager, if you run an amusement park, if you are a coach or a speaker or you sell books, whatever it is you do for a living. The best business is repeat business simply because it is much easier to get someone who has already made a purchasing decision to buy from you in the past. It's much easier to get them, them to make the same decision again than it is to get a person who has never purchased from you to make the initial decision to buy from you. Why is this? Well, we can go deeper into that. But one reason is human beings are creatures of habit. We are more likely to do something again when we've done it before than we are to do something for the first time. If we've never done it before, and this goes even deeper into the law of inertia, which states an object that is in motion shall remain in motion or an object that is not in motion shall remain not in motion until or unless acted upon by an outside source, either one of those. So all of us as humans, it's much easier to just do more of what we already did. If you think about it, any of you who eats out or you order out, use Order Eats or I mean Uber Eats or DoorDash, somebody should make an app called Order Eats. But if they're Uber Eats, DoorDash, if you eat out in your neighborhood or your city, wherever you live, you usually get your food from the same few places over and over and over again, true or not. You go outside and take a walk every day like I do, or you run outside or you jog or you ride your bicycle or anything that you do, let's say that requires following a certain geographical path, you probably take the same path and the same route every single time. Do you not? Why is this? Because we're creatures of habit and because the human brain wants to conserve energy, it's much easier to do the same thing over and over again, because after you've done it a few times, it creates grooves in the mind to where you can unconsciously do these things without having to consciously think about it, which saves you mental energy, with which you can focus on things that matter 
a lot more than just figuring out what route am I going to take to get to the grocery store? Since you already done it before, just take the same route that you took before. So this is one of the reasons, well, we can go level after level deeper into this, but it's easier to get repeat business. That's the whole point. Any of you who does any form of marketing for your business knows that it costs a lot more money to get a brand new customer than it does to just sell something else to a already customer, someone who's already bought from you in the past. This is why what we call nurturing, nurturing your leads and nurturing your clients and nurturing your customers matters so much so that you don't have to go through the additional investment or expense of getting or trying to get new people to come into your world when if you just serve the people that are already in your world, your business could do great just off of them. Not saying you won't bring in new people, but just off the people who are already there, you could do great. So it's much easier to sell to the same person than it is to get a new person, make a first person. So let's talk about how you can repeat your success when it comes to selling things in the business world, shall we? Point number one, topic once again today is how to generate repeat business, specifically in the thought leadership world. Number one, choose the right message slash audience match. In other words, the message that you are giving to your audience, make sure you are choosing the right audience to which you are giving that message. Or if you have you have the audience, make sure you choose the right message to give to them. Or if you have the message, make sure you choose the right audience that wants to actually hear that and is going to get value from it and is going to actually use what you're sharing. Many times there's a bad match between what you're talking about and who you're talking to or who you're talking to and what you're talking about, depending on which one you had first. So for example, I'll give you an example. Let's say someone calls me from the a local high school down here in South Florida and they say, Dre, I want you to come give a speech to my ninth graders. I'm probably not. And I could go through every episode in the history. If I just wanted to grab a topic real quick, I could just go through every episode in the history to work on your game masterclass, find one. And I'll talk about that to those ninth graders. I probably, just to give you a hint, I probably would not pick today's episode. Why? Because these people probably don't know what a thought leader is. All right, they're probably not thinking about generating repeat business. They're in ninth grade. This would not be a good topic audience match. Even though I can deliver on the topic at a high level, even though the material is actually very useful for the right people, these are not the right people. So you need to be clear on who exactly are you talking to and what exactly does this audience need? Now, let me give you a shortcut for this. Any of you who's new in the thought leadership world, whenever you are dealing with any person, I don't care who it is, it could be one-on-one conversation you're having as a coach. Do not assume that you know what that audience needs and you don't even have to guess. You don't have to be a genius to figure out what your audience needs to make sure that your topic and audience match. Here's what you do. You ask the person who is asking you to talk to them, whether it's one person or a thousand, ask the person who came to you, the decision maker, the, the person who hired you, the check writer, whoever it is that asked you to come talk to them or speak to them or whatever they're asking you to do, ask them, hey, what does this audience want? What does this audience need? What are this audience's biggest challenges? You could also ask them, that's half of the equation. Here's the other half of the equation. Ask that person, hey, Mr. Let's say this is a ninth grade teacher. I would ask, what's the biggest challenge that your ninth graders are dealing with right now that you think I can help them with? All right, notice the second part of that question. Not the biggest challenge they're dealing with because the biggest challenge might be they're not doing too well on their math tests, but I probably can't help with that. But if I say, what's the biggest challenge they're dealing with that I can help with? They probably will have an answer for this because that's why they came to me in the first place, because they're assuming I'm assuming that they know what I'm about and what I do. And there's something that they heard or saw that makes them believe that my message will be useful to their audience. So just ask a simple question. It's an open ended question. What are they dealing with that I can help with? Then note the answer. You should probably take notes and actually write it down. And then you can even bounce the idea off of them and you bounce the idea off of the person. Let's say that person said 
You know, Dre, the biggest challenge my kids are dealing with is that they all start off feeling really good at the beginning of the school year, at the beginning of the semester. Everybody's all activated and excited. But then as the weeks and days go on, the energy gets lower and lower. And by the end of it, everybody's dragging. And I don't know how to keep their energy up consistently all the time. And I would say, and they would say, and Dre, since I read your book the third day, which if any of you don't have it, you can get it at thirddaybook.com. I read your book the third day, Dre, and it's about exactly what I need these kids to be able to do. So if you could talk to them a little bit about that, that would be great. And I'll say, okay, Mr. Ninth Grade Teacher, that's perfect because, you know, the third day will help them. And then I'll throw out some ideas of what the third day will do and they will concur. And now we're good to go. All right. And then they got to pay me. All right. So you understand this is just asking a simple open ended question will open up idea for you that you won't even have to come up with yourself because it's probably going to be something that you already know was the reason why they came to you in the first place. So make sure you are giving your message to people who really want that message and or need that message and can use that message, want, need, and can use so that when they get it, they will want it again in the future. They will hear it. They'll say, damn, that's useful. They will go use it. Then they will get a result from it. And then in the future, when they're thinking of someone who can help with problem X, because they might have problem X again, human beings, creatures of habit, even though you solved it before, they're going to have it again. It wears off. They're going to think of you again because you helped them the last time. You could probably help them again. So when they do get it the first time, what you're offering, they will eventually want it again. I remember when I first started doing speaking gigs and I first was getting into the speaking world around 2014, 2015 ish. My mentor, this woman named Donna, I wrote about her in my book, Work On Your Game. She said to me, Dre, here's how you know that you're good when you get on the stage and give a speech. The way that you know that you're good is when you're getting offers to do another speech after the current speech. So if you give a speech on Monday and you get off stage and people are asking you, hey, can you give a speech to my group next week or give a speech to my group in three months? Or can I get some information because we need speakers like you and next year we're having a conference and we probably want somebody like you to come and talk. That's when you know you're good is when you're getting offers to do more of the same thing, which is exactly what the topic is here today. One thing that does not prove that you're good is when you step off the stage and the people in the audience want to shake your hand or take a picture with you. While that does serve your ego, you got to remember what business you're in. You're in the business of selling your intellectual property and the people who are sitting in the audience, they're not the ones who booked you to come and speak. The person who booked you to come and speak is the person standing off to the side of the stage. They're the ones who handed you the check or made the deposit or you know did the bank transfer in order for you to get paid in the first place. Remember that. So keep in mind that it's not the person in the audience who said your stuff was great. That is the proof that you're good because if you're a halfway good giving a speech, a quarter of the audience is going to come up and want to shake your hand and take a picture with you when you're done. All right, I've given plenty of speeches that happens every time. doesn't necessarily mean that I'm good. What means that I'm, what tells me that I'm good is when a person who booked me or someone else in the room who has the power to book people comes up to me and they say, hey, I got an event where I'm going to need a speaker like you. Let me get your information and let's see if we can make this happen. That's how I know that I'm good. Why do, why do I measure by that and not by the audience response? Simply because I'm in the business of selling my intellectual property. I'm not in the business of taking photos of people and shaking hands. Doesn't mean I won't do it, but that's not the business that I'm in. Let's remember what business is. It's the exchange of resources between people. So what is the resource that we're talking about here? We're talking about money. Okay. So when I say generating repeat business, I'm talking about money, just in case anybody didn't know what I was talking about. So my mentor first told me this years ago. You know you're good when you get offers to do more speeches based on the previous speech, or you have a client that you're working with and they start referring some of their friends to also be your client because you're helping them so much. They're like, you know what? I know somebody who 
you could help just as much as you're helping me. That's how you know you're good when people are offering to give you more business than what you already have because you're delivering at such a high level in the space that you're in right now. Okay. So do not look at the audience members who, in some places, they call it the smile sheets. This is if any of you ever give a speaking gig. Some events do this by electronically, some of them do it by paper, some of them don't do it at all. But some events that I've spoken at, many of them, they'll have these like a rating card where it'll say, all right, how would you rate the speaker on their professionalism? How would you rate them on their knowledge of the subject? How would you rate them on the way they delivered the topic? How would you rate them on how useful it will be for you moving forward? Do you have any comments that you want to add that we haven't asked about? And then they'll send this to you like two weeks after you give your speech, you'll get this like rating sheet back from all the people who are in the audience and usually is anonymous. And you always will get one or two people who will talk some shit and then you'll get a whole bunch of four and five star ratings for what you did. It doesn't mean anything because none of those people is a decision maker. None of those people is a check writer. When you're in business, you need to pay attention to the check writers, not to the, and it's usually, the check writers usually one or two people. Not the other thousand people in the room who are telling you how good you are or giving you minutiae critique on something that you did that for whatever reason it triggered them to say something negative about you. None of those matter in the big picture of your business. And I'll give you a note. Even if you're great at what you do and sharing your intellectual property, if your message isn't right for the audience, you are not going to get repeat business because the message did not land. You're giving the wrong message to the wrong people. This is why you need to zero in on your avatar. Those of you who don't know what an avatar is, I believe we just did an episode on the avatar here on this show. But let me see. Did I already do that one? Yes, that was episode 2077. You are not your avatar. Also, back in episode 137, back in 2016, the topic was going from egg to avatar. So if you haven't heard those episodes, go check those out. And also, in the Bulletproof Mastermind, I did a whole training on avatar, a training on what is an avatar, what does it mean, and how do you discover what yours is? And I laid out a whole series of questions that you need to answer. It's a long series of questions that will require a little bit of your time, actually a good amount of your time. But when you go through these and answer all these questions, you're going to have a very strong grasp on who exactly is your target client or customer. When you know that, it's much easier to make sure that your message is matching the audience. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is how to generate repeat business as a thought leader. Have a transferable message that can universally apply to different groups. Now, this is somewhat of an alternative to what I just said in the first point. Now, if you have a direct message audience match, for example, if I can talk to the barbershop owners about how to maximize the money that you make inside of a barbershop or a hair salon, I can just talk to every barber and hair salon stylist or owner all over the world about this because I know my message is specifically targeted to this audience and I can just dominate that audience and sell to them and I can do my whole business, my entire business career, just selling to those people. That's one way of doing it. I could also, this is not an either or, you could do both, but it might become an either or, is having a message that is so transferable that it can universally apply to different groups. There are three specific topics that universally apply to every group of people. They are health, wealth, and happiness. Let me say again, health, wealth, and happiness. Everybody wants all three of these. There's no human being on a planet that doesn't want to have good health. There's nobody who does not want to earn more revenue for what they're doing or, or wealth, whatever people consider to be wealth. Everybody wants more money. Everybody would love to have more time. Everyone would love to have more you know, material things that allow them to make their lives easier or make them feel good or give them an ego boost or whatever it's going to do for them. 
everybody wants health, everybody wants wealth, and who doesn't want to be happy? Everybody wants to feel good about themselves and about their lives and wake up every day energized and excited about what they have going on. So everybody wants health, wealth, and happiness. These are three good places to start. This is, as I said, somewhat of an alternative to point number one, having a message that can apply to many different audiences because of the universality of the message. Again, name one group of people that doesn't want health. Now, if you can find a way to make it relevant to them, every group in the world is interested in a health message, a wealth message, a happiness message. This is why people who get categorized as motivational speakers. So sometimes when people see my topics, they say, okay, you're kind of like a motivational speaker, which I'm, I don't ever call myself a motivational speaker, but I don't mind when someone labels me as that simply because, especially when it's a decision maker slash check writer. Why? Because motivation is a universal message that applies to all audiences. doesn't matter what industry the people in the room are. If I'm labeled as I'm going to give you a message that is motivational, then I can work for them. It can work for me. It can work for them and they can get value out of it. It doesn't matter. I can talk to a bunch of finance people. I can talk to a bunch of people who work in the health industry. I can talk to a bunch of, there was an event that I did in December. I forget who, who was I even talking to. Or a bunch of project managers. I can talk to people who work in the spa industry. I can talk to people in, I've talked to so many different industries with a message that people looked at as a health message, or you could even call this a happiness message. You could actually call it all three. That mindset thing, everybody needs that. All right, there's no organization or no industry in the world where people don't need to have their minds right. So this is a universal message that can apply to all different audiences, but your message still has to be on point. This doesn't mean it can just be some flowery, generic bullshit, and you're going to get away with it. All right, many have tried, few have succeeded. So make sure you actually have some substance in your message. This is why you still need to know who your avatar is so that you have a specific and a unique approach to how you do things. So having a message that can apply to many different audiences because the message is universal health, wealth, and happiness. Attach your message to one of these and you will be eligible for many different audiences. So to work on your game message that you get right here on this show, even if you never heard me give a live presentation, for example, would fit under health, right? What do I talk about here? Mindset personal growth, personal leadership, accountability, taking ownership. What Name one industry in the world where people don't need that. Everybody needs that. So I have in this very audience, listening to me right now as I speak, I have athletes. There are teachers. There are entrepreneurs. There are students. There are high-level professionals. There are people who don't even know what you're doing with your life. You're trying to figure it out, who all listen to this show and they can relate to these messages simply because it's a universal message. So I can have audiences of people from all different industries and all different walks of life simply because it's a universal message. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to generate repeat business when you're in the thought leadership world. Number three, be great at delivering your message. This could have been the first point, but I put it last strategically on purpose because there are many people out there who think they are great at delivering their message and maybe they're right. The problem is they're delivering the wrong message to the wrong audience or delivering the right message to the wrong audience, or maybe they're not as great as they think they are, even though they're talking to the right audience, or they're not great and they're talking to the wrong audience. It was the double whammy of suck. That's the double whammy of being bad. So make sure you are great at delivering your message to the right people. If you have a great idea, but you are bad at communicating that idea, your idea will fall on deaf ears. So any of you who has an idea or something you've been sharing and it hasn't really been being received, ask yourself the following question. Is this really a bad idea or am I just sharing it with the wrong people? Now, this is where your skill of discernment comes in. This is where your skill of keeping it real with yourself comes in. 
because you could delude yourself in the same anytime that you have an idea that gets rejected, that every time it must be the people you're talking to that are wrong without ever taking ownership yourself that maybe this is just a crap idea or maybe just what I'm sharing is just not as valuable or unique as I thought it was. This is why you got to be discerning about who you're sharing things with. So this is where your communication skills come in. Can you get your point across succinctly, meaning briefly using brevity, while at the same time having enough meat on the bones, so to speak, that people get value from it and can do something with it? This is the magic mix right here to be succinct in giving your point while at the same time having enough meat on the bone that people actually get substance from it. Many people are not good at this. They will either not say enough that people can get any usefulness out of what they say, or they do say the valuable stuff, but they add so much filler around the valuable stuff that nobody even notices the valuable stuff. They diluted it with too many words. This is why you got to listen to episode 1738, where I talked about the skill of brevity. This is a skill that so many people need, especially if you're getting into the thought leadership world where your business is based on your ability to communicate. If you do not have the skill of brevity, you will destroy yourself in this business. You might already be destroying yourself because you're either talking too much or you're not giving enough substance because you're not saying enough. This is where your communication skills come in. Getting your point across succinctly while having enough meat on the bone and people get value from it, can do something with it, and then you stop, put a period at the end of your statement, and shut up. This is a skill. That's, this is the good part. This is a skill, which means you can actually develop this ability and you can get better at this ability. This is not something like you have it or you don't have it. This is a skill. Anyone can get it. Here's how you'll know that you're doing this well. All right, I'll tell you. People will tell you that you're doing it well, meaning the people that you're serving, they will tell you with two things. They'll tell you with two things that start with a W, okay? The first one is their words. I mean, they will speak to you. They will communicate to you that what you gave was valuable. Here's a simple thing you can do when they ask that question. What was the most valuable thing you got from it and what are you going to do with it? Ask that question. Put that in your repertoire and start asking it. If people can't answer the question, then maybe you're not giving any substance, which means you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out where you are lacking substance. Do you have the right audience match with your message? All of these things you can assess. In my Bulletproof Mastermind, you can get a lot of help with this, direct help from me and other members of the Mastermind with this. Another thing they'll help tell you with, they'll tell you words is the first W. The other W is their wallets. Wallet, W-A-L-L-E-T. All right, that's the thing that traditionally people carry money in. Now, personally, I don't need to carry a wallet, but you get what I'm saying metaphorically when I say a wallet, meaning they will pull money out and they will pay you. All right, when you're giving good value to people, they will pay you for that value. This is why you must master a mode of communication, at least one mode of communication that you can and are willing to use over and over again, and you're actually good at. What's a mode of communication? What I'm doing right now, audio, is a mode of communication. If you're watching me on YouTube, video is a mode of communication. Even though you're talking in both of them, video, you can see me, audio, you can only hear me. Written communication, this is books, blogs, podcasts, I mean, not podcasts, emails, articles, that's a form of written. That's another mode of communication, the written format. You must master at least one of these modes of communication because this is the way that you can get your message out there so people can see you and know what you're about and at least sample the product before they decide to make a decision to go even further by pulling out their wallet. Uh, they can tell you with words in the comment section or something like that, but their wallets, that's a deeper commitment. You got to at least let them sample the product because that's the way it is right now. People get to sample the product, then they get to make a decision that they're going to buy into you or not. And remember, you're in the business of getting people to open their wallets, not just tell you with words. You can't pay bills with words. So all this being said, 
make sure you master mode of communication. So any of you who isn't sure which one yet, all right, let's get to work on that quickly. And I'll tell you about the Bulletproof Mastermind in a minute. But first, let me recap today's class, which is how to generate repeat business when you're in thought leadership space. In other words, how to get paid over and over again for a specific finite set of skills and deliverables. You do not have to always be adding any new bells and whistles. You just need to get good at doing certain things over and over again, as we talked about in episode 2013. Point number one, choose the right message audience match. Make sure you're talking to the right people and make sure you have the right message for that audience. My first mentor told me the way that you know you're doing good when you are sharing your intellectual property is when people offer to buy more of it from you after they hear you do it one time. All right, do not measure yourself by what people say, just the words and the comments that people give you and handshakes and somebody wanting to take a picture with you because they're not the ones writing the checks and you cannot pay bills with Instagram pictures, but you can pay bills with checks. At least the money it comes from a check. So look at what the check writers are doing, not what the audience members are doing. So you need to zero in on your avatar. If you don't know who your avatar is, you only know what an avatar is. Go to Bulletproof Mastermind, get started now. I'll give you the link in a moment and listen to and watch and read my training on avatars so that you understand exactly what it is and what to do about it. Point number two, have a transferable message that can universally apply to different groups. Three areas that apply everywhere are health, wealth, and happiness. Does not mean you need to have a generic message because that will not sell. I just told you not too long ago here that vanilla only works when we're talking about ice cream. All right, vanilla is the only place vanilla is good. Ice cream and Oreo cookies. That was episode 2059. So do not take this to mean you can be generic. You are probably already generic if you were thinking that. And I had to tell you that as a disclaimer. So you are already making this mistake. So stop doing it. And clearly, I already know that it's not working for you. So the work on your game message right here on this show probably fits under the health because I'm talking mindset, growth, leadership. Who needs that? Everybody. That's why you have athletes, entrepreneurs, professionals, teachers, people who don't even know what they're doing, all listening to this message and they can all relate. Point number three, be great at delivering your message. If you have a great idea, but you suck at communicating your idea, it will fall on deaf ears. This is where your communication skills come in. The question is, can you get your point across succinctly while also having enough meat on the bone that people can get value from it and do something with it? This is a skill something you can develop and get better at. How you will know that you're getting better is people will tell you with their words and with their wallets. This is why you must master a mode of communication, audio, video, written, master something. All that said, you can get my daily motivation text by texting me at 305-384-6894. And you want to join my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is where I do live trainings every single week. And I'm working with serious professionals who are serious about taking their games to the next level. We're talking on the mindset side, on the networking side, on a personal and professional development side, from the avatar on up, people already know their avatar. They just want to make sure that they are more connected, more strategic, more disciplined in executing the necessary things that are needed for their business. All of that's happening in the Bulletproof Mastermind. And I have a one-on-one coaching program, which is my third day mastermind. For those who don't want to be in a group, you just want one-on-one attention. You can join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That is the link where you can schedule to hop on a call with me for the third day mastermind, or you can join a Bulletproof Mastermind, be on our next training, which is coming up next week. Both of those, work on your game, university.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305 305- 
305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.